गुड मॉर्निंग एवरीवन दिस इज मुक्ति प्रसाद दास फ्रॉम भुवनेश्वर एंड यू आर लिसनिंग टू द ग्लोबल फिजियोसाइल पॉडकास्ट द शो दैट स्पोर्ट साइंस फॉर पीपल हु लव टू अंडरस्टैंड इंप्लीमेंट एंड इनोवेट इन दिस फील्ड टुडे वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट कार्डियोवास्कुलर सिस्टम मस्कुलोस्किलेटल सिस्टम एंड रेस्पिरेटरी सिस्टम इन वेरी ब्रीफ we will talk uh, in details in regards to the sport science athlete performance so we will begin start from cardiovascular system thank you for joining us <coughs> when you talk about cardiovascular system or cardiovascular physiology we need to understand there are three components which makes this system called cardiovascular systems one is heart second one is blood vessel and third one is blood itself if we understand the general function of the heart or cardiovascular system it is good for transportation regulation protection production or synthesis of hormones when we talk about the transportation that means it transport nutrients oxygens other uh, components of the blood from one place to another place when we talk about the regulation uh, we are talking about maybe thermoregulations we are talking about uh, the hemodynamics of the blood so many things when we talk about the protections uh, directly or indirectly we are talking about the immune system because wbc uh, is more responsible for building up immune system and wbc is a part of the blood and the blood is a part of the cardiovascular system then let us talk about the functional anatomy there are four chambers two atria two ventricles and the two system operates pulmonary circulations and systemic circulation let us talk about cardiac muscle there is specific characteristic features of this cardiac muscles they are it is striated it is short branch cells it is uninucleate it is intercalated disc is present in the muscle fiber the t tubules is larger and over z z disc these are the certain features of characteristic features of the cardiac muscle which is not seen uh, in either smooth muscles or skeletal muscles so let us understand the valves and its function the valve uh, av valve atrioventricular valves it prevent the backflow of the blood and prolapse is also prevented by caudate tendine now Let's talk about the myocardial uh, physiology. In myocardial physiology, we talk about the intercalated disc. It is a highly convoluted and integrated junction. Uh, These uh, joint adjacent cells 
is made up of uh, desmosis and fascia adherences now what is cardiac cycle is very common uh, when you talk about cardiovascular system the cardiac cycle we need to know so let me brief you in the very uh, in small sentences yes it is uh, coordinating the activity of the heart so maximum 0.8 seconds it takes for contraction and relaxation when you talk about the contraction and contraction and relaxation let us classify this activity into under two category ventricular cycle and arterial cycle in ventricular cycle you see it, it takes hardly 0.3 seconds for contract contractions of the muscles and 0.5 second for relaxation in arterial cycle it is 0.1 for contraction and 0.7 for relaxation then certain <coughs> systems are there uh, conducting system you know from your uh, heart is been regulated by your brain by impulses so nerve vascular structure of the cardio uh, system is called as conducting system there are four major parts are there sa nodes heavy nodes a bundle of his and uh, perkins fiber so these are all uh, uh certain information in regards to the cardiovascular system now let us talk about the respiratory system when we talk about respiratory system yes the atmospheric air percentage normally we see nitrogen is at 78% oxygen at 21% carbon dioxide at 0.04% and rest other gases are in different percent rest of the percent then what are the parts of the respiratory systems the main parts are the airways and the lungs and yes obvious the muscle of respiration so there are uh, merely 23 divisions of respiratory system from branches to alveoli bronchus to alveoli after your oral pharynx and nasopharynx when bronchus starts from bronchus to the alveoli there are 23 divisions so from air moves from nose to larynx from larynx trachea trachea to bronchus and goes to left and right then bronchiole then respiratory bronchiole then alveolar sac then alveolus that's the end uh, this is the last part of the uh, cells or tissue which carries oxygen and which helps to transfer oxygen um, to the blood stream and alveoli are big two there are two parts type 1 pneumocyte and type 2 pneumocytes so what are the muscles of the respiration respiratory system so diaphragm is the major muscle and external intercostal muscle and internal intercostal muscles are also responsible uh, for resp- respiration because when the muscle contracts they increase the size of the lung hence the help the mechanism of the breathing now let us understand the mechanism of ventilation <clears throat> when we take air inside it's called inhalation or inspiration it's a active process muscle contraction is involved there are uh, typical three variety of movement we can see buckle handle movement pump handle movement at the contraction of the diaphragm now we, when we talk about exhalation or expiration it is 
the response of the uh, initial part of the breathing inspiration when muscle contracts it's in inhalation happens when muscle relaxation happens uh, you exhale now let us understand the long volumes and capacity in spirometry volumes are measured directly and the capacity is the sum of the volumes now very common terms related to spirometry are the tidal volume what is the tidal volume the volume of the air during normal or quiet breathing the amount of air we breathe in and breathe out that's called tidal volume inspiratory reserve volume irv it's a volume of air that can be inspired above tidal volume then what is expiratory reserve volume the volume of air that can be expired or exhaled following tidal expiration what is residual volume the volume of air in the lungs following a maximal explorations so that's a very typical graph represents the spirometry and different volume and capacity so once uh, we see the graph then we can really understand the different uh, capacity and volumes now let's understand the gas transportation and oxygen dissociations what is it and hemoglobin is a metalloprotein which carries oxygen to and fro one hemoglobin binds with four oxygen at lungs one oxygen out of four releases normally three oxygen out of four releases during exercise now let us understand ventilatory response to exercise it increases tidal volume then it further it increases the rate and depth of the respiration it increases the ventilation it increases the oxygen carrying capacity and meets the metabolic demand of the oxygen so ventilation and oxygen supply purely depends upon the level of exercise you do you perform now let us understand the long term changes in the respiratory system to exercise if you practice uh, if you undergo training in physical training for for long period of time then we expect some changes in the respiratory system and changes are increase the diffusion area respiratory membrane it increases the diffusion across the respiratory membrane it increases the effective transportation of gases it increases the ventilatory demand further it increases the metabolic demand and it increases the effective surface area of the membrane and it increases the ventilatory ventilatory capacity that means mechanical adaptations of the lung also increase 120 liter per minute air is taken by the athlete when he trains harder now these are all the briefing about the respiratory system now let us understand uh, the musculoskeletal system the final common determinant of success in athlete events are what are the muscle can do what strength they can give when it is needed what power they can achieve in the performance of work how long they can continue their activity there are so many questions and answers lies within the muscle itself the single motor unit neurons 
inside you see this intracellular fluid and outside it you see this is extracellular fluid now we have to understand what is genesis of rmp <coughs> extracellular fluid and extra intracellular fluid when you have uh, sodium or potassium uh, outside the uh, cell membrane and some other components like uh, chlorine or sodium that is inside the cell membrane when they transfer when energy transfer you see that's generation of the atp and that is responsible for muscle contractions so let us understand uh, let us not go in very details of the uh, action potential and all that let us understand what is the structure of the neurons it is nothing but the comprise of axon myelin sheath endoneurium perineurium epineurium and fascicle so what is nerve action potential it's a rapid transient and large changes in the membrane potential resulting in reversal of the polarity it develops only at the threshold potential it follows a, a trigger events it consists of a rapid depolarization followed by rapid depolarization of membrane the spike in the membrane let us not go in very details of it now we have to understand now what is a neuromuscular junction the, it, it is the nerve terminal uh, there are mitochondrial synaptic vessels synaptic cleft sarcolemma arch receptor a development of the end plate potential is generated at the nmj neuromuscular junction now what is called docking primary function of vesicle sorry docking primary and fusion of vesicle that means uh, we are talking about the mechanism of the muscle contractions action potential yeah yes it is the uh, crucial event because of that muscle contraction uh, takes place it is a graded potential it is conducted slower in the nerve fibers and it produced by subthroat stimulus also starts with repolarization caused by outward movement of the fiber so this is uh, uh, this information which was shared recently about the musculoskeletal system just to understand the importance of the action potential and the chemical changes takes place Uh, inside the cell outside the cell to bring out the contractions that's all, all about uh, for today's class thank you very much for patient listening